It is great to be uh, broadcasting live from our house into your living room. Um, hey, a couple things really quickly. Uh, number one, um, I don't know about you, man, but like our house uh, is just been crazy. Like I, I know, I think we've hit that hit that point of uh, the very top peak of being pent up and quarantined. And so uh, our, our house seems to now revolve around two things. It revolves around, number one, eating, and it revolves around the promise that uh, kids get to go outside and play and ride their bikes. And usually what happens is, is that uh, when we say, hey, we get to go out at 3 o'clock and we're going to ride bikes and all this stuff, th- this like crazy squeal and sound gets let loose and uh, there's something I call the promise dance. So it's a dad's promise that they get to go outside and play at three o'clock. So typically the four-year-old just starts dancing ridiculously. Um, I start seeing like jumping, you know, the, 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 the jumping in place, like, Oh, you know, the clapping and all that and just big smiley faces and everything. So, um, I don't know if your home's like ours, you know, we're just doing everything we can. Uh, we're thinking about you guys. I know that we're we're just like you. Uh, families are doing their best just to get through all this. Today we are uh, we are celebrating Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday today, and so what that means for us is we're entering into what's called Holy Week, and Holy Week is the leak the, the week leading up to uh, what we celebrate as Easter. And so for us as a church, you're going to want to stay connected to us and stay engaged on all of our media platforms. If you haven't yet, follow us on uh, our Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and you can also check our website for updates. But our media platform is probably the best place to find information uh, pertaining to this week. We've got a Good Friday service that I'm really looking forward to, and then we have uh, Easter services that we're going to be joining you guys next week. So um, Palm Sunday is today, and we're excited to start the week out. Uh, We've been in uh, a series, I guess you could call it, where we've been talking about how should we respond to the unknown. Last week, we talked about this guy, King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat, actually, his response, we said, what was his first response to the unknown? Uh, He responded by uh, praying and by fasting. And I hope, like, uh, like many of you, as we spent this week, uh, praying and fasting together. I, uh, I thought, man, Pastor Jeff, uh, when I listened to his devotional that he did this week, uh, if you if you go on, you can find it on Facebook and on our website and everything. Uh, we do devotionals every morning that our team is releasing, and he talked about it's important that you pray and fast together. And so hopefully you guys have been praying and fasting. And out of that, this week we're going to talk about um, our response. We pray and we fast and that our response to the unknown is that we respond with praise. We respond with praise. I'm going to define what praise is in a minute, um, but before we do that, let's turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 14. If you're just joining us for the first time, perhaps somebody shared a link with you and said, "Hey, you should listen to this," or maybe you've joined us 100 times uh, and you maybe have heard this before. But probably the easiest way, especially now that maybe you're sitting at home or if you're just joining for the first time, uh, download, take a moment. It's totally okay. Download that app, uh, Movement Church app. On the app, we have all of my sermon notes from Sunday, and it's probably the easiest way for you to follow along this morning. 
Here's what I'd like you to do. Can everyone, if, if everyone's ready to go, if everyone's clear, just go ahead and give a thumbs up, give some praying hands emoji, give an amen, a resounding amen with some exclamations this, this morning in the comments. I would love to see those. We have, um, every week when we broadcast, we have uh, team members and ministry leaders. Uh, they're ready to respond. So while you're responding, if there's anything that you need, feel free. And uh, any one of those leaders in uh, either YouTube or on Facebook or on our website can actually take care of any needs that you guys have, praying for you guys um, or responding to your comments or questions. This week, we respond with praise, Second Chronicles chapter 20. Really quickly, I'm just going to catch us up to speed uh, real fast. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time and for a reminder for everyone else, in the very first part of Second Chronicles chapter 20, King Jehoshaphat, he's the king of Judah. What happens is he gets word that this super army, this army made up of three tribes, are coming to attack and to destroy, to annihilate uh, his kingdom. And so he, he responds, he's fearful, so he responds, and he begins to seek the Lord. So he buckles down, he wants to, he wants to focus in on God, and he, he ends up, out of that focus, he ends up saying, we need to pray and we need to fast. And so in verse 13, uh, it hit this moment where uh, Jehoshaphat delivers this prayer that's just amazing. You can go back and read it. And, and then in verse 13, it says that all of the men and all of the women, all the children and the little ones stood there in the presence of God. Now, as they're standing there, that's where we pick up the story. As they're standing there, verse 14 says, The Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. Now, very quickly, I'm not going to dig too deeply into this, but Jehaziel, his name means um, he who looks to God, he who looks to God. And so here we have Jehaziel. He's standing there in the midst of all of the assembly. It would be like you and I are standing in the midst and all of us are standing looking to God in the midst of the circumstances we're in right now. If we were all standing together and we were looking, the entire nation was looking up to God. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon you and he who looks to God, he's looking to God and God begins to speak. And this is what he says. This is what God says to the people of Judah through Jehaziel. He says, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. So as I say this this morning, I really feel like this is, this is not just a scripture that we're pulling out of the, the first part of the Bible, this, this super book that has 66 smaller books broken down, best-selling book ever in history. Uh, and it's not just the scripture that we're pulling out uh, to make reference to, but I really believe that what we're about to talk about is, is a prescription for you and I, and this is actually a prayer for you and I that we can hold firm to right now in the midst of a situation that's completely unknown. I know that many of us this week have moved from maybe fear, anxiety, or uncertainty, and we're starting to see now a lot of people that are potentially dealing with some deeper things. And so what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to give this message, and I want to, as I read this, I want you to hear this. And some, for some of you right now, what you may want to do is you may want to close your eyes. I know that you, you like to follow along, but for some of you who are really dealing with some stuff right now, if you're really dealing with some deep levels of fear, depression, loneliness, or anything going on 
uh, where you're really having a hard time sleeping surrounding everything happening, um, this is something that I want to just speak over you. And so if you want, you can set your Bible aside, you can set your phone aside, and I want you to just hear this as the Lord is speaking this over you. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Then it's, you know, I want to stop for a second, and what I want to point out is this is what I want us to take, and, 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 what, and what I really feel like the Lord is speaking over us. Number one, do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vastness of what we feel like is going on with this virus. The battle isn't ours, it's God's. And then at the end of the day, we will not have to fight this battle. And this is what it says. Verse 17, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Now, we may not have to fight the physical battle, but there is a position that you and I need to take up. And we're going to learn about this here in a second. It says, take up your positions. This is important. The battle isn't ours to fight, but we have a part to play in this. We have a part to play. It says, stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you Judah and Jerusalem. And then he repeats again. God repeats again through Jehaziel. He repeats this line. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. The promise is that as we get up in the morning and we face everything going on, even though there's some unknown, that God is with us and that he will always be with us and that we should not be afraid and we should not be discouraged. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged. What is, and this is one of the chief things that I feel like right now the Lord is saying. He's saying, do not be afraid or discouraged by the confusion of your circumstances. What God is telling them is, is, don't be afraid or discouraged by the crisis, the level of feeling that you have. Like there's a cri- that the crisis is bigger than Christ, that the crisis is bigger than who God is, uh, that, that we end up getting confused um, and dazed. And, and I don't know if you're like me, there's moments that I went through in week one when we were quarantined where I was just kind of kind of hazy and dazed a little bit. Like, gosh, what trying to get my footing. And so I think confusion is something that lingers. And I know that God is not a God of confusion, but he is a God of clarity. And so it says, do not be afraid or discouraged by the confusion of your circumstances. That is what I feel like God is wanting us to not be afraid or discouraged by. And this is important. That in the midst of any crisis of circumstance, that there are obstacles of confusion and there are opportunities for clarity. There are obstacles of confusion and there are equally opportunities for clarity. Now, you and I have the ability to choose which one we're going to respond to. We can respond to the confusion. We can respond to, the, to, 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 to everything that seems to be um, pervasive in the situation where we, we, we want to turn on. Now, if you do this personally, I'm just saying for me, I can't do this. I, I have to just shut the news off. I, I just have to like, at some point, I have to turn it off. I can read a few things. I need to be informed. I need to stay informed. But then I just got to shut it off because my mind, it's like I'm left in this haze and this fog. And, and I walk around the rest of the day and I'm just thinking, oh man, I'm thinking about all these things and I can't stay focused on what I need to focus on. And I feel like I'm actually giving in and I'm focusing in on the confusion and I'm not focusing in on the clarity. And you and I have a chance to respond to one or to the other. 
getting God clarity, now this is important, getting God clarity. See, Jehaziel, he took a role. He was, he was able to encourage the people because he, it was, he was the one who looked to God. That was what his name meant. He who looks to God, he was looking to God and he was able to encourage people as he looked to God for clarity. He wasn't looking other places. And God clarity gives you ability to respond to crisis with confidence. One of the biggest things that I think that we can walk in right now is confidence. My question this morning to you is, do you have the confidence right now to step out your front door and walk in clarity? Do you have the confidence this morning to get up? And, and, and this is kind of funny, but I mean, do you have the confidence this morning to get up and get out of your bathrobe to, 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 to not make it an all-day pajama day? Do you have the, the confidence where, where, do you have the confidence to stand up and say, something today is going to be great? Do you have the ability to get up and respond to the circumstances you're in with confidence? And getting God clarity gives you and gives me the ability to respond to our circumstances that we're currently in and to any circumstance, to any crisis with confidence. And how do you respond with confidence in the midst of these circumstances? You take up, this is, this is, what, uh, this is what God Gave instruction to do through Jehaziel. You respond with confidence to God clarity by taking up your position. What are those positions? You need to take up your positions. What are those positions? Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all of the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. The word worship means to get low or fall flat on one's face. It's a sign of submission. It's this idea of, uh, if, if you've heard me speak at all at any length, the word worship for me, I just define as this. It simply means saying to God, you can have it all. You can have everything. So worship, when I become a worshiper of something, I'm giving over everything I, I have to that thing. I give my will over, I give my, my finances over, I give my future over, I give my present over, I give my past over, I give everything over and say, you can have everything, you can have it all. So we see the first response that they take up a position by falling flat on their face. Then the second thing is that some Levites from the Kohathites and Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel with a very loud voice. So the word praise, I want to define this really quickly. The word praise means to shine, to rave, to boast, to be clamorously foolish. This word clamorously foolish, just I want to stop really quickly on, on this part of the definition. It, it's the same as when I said, hey, there's a promise to play outside at three o'clock and my four-year-old or my nine-year-old, uh, they begin to act in my opinion, at 46, clamorously foolish. They begin jumping around and spinning and clapping their hands. My four-year-old lets out a shriek. She doesn't, she doesn't have language like, like you and I have, but she has this very clear, high-pitched tone squeal that she, she releases, this sound that's very unique to her. It's her sound, it's her release, and it seems crazy, but it's very clear. 
It's a clear tone. And the rest of the word praise means to act madly, to be clear, to be brilliant. The use of a clear, sharp tone or sound. That when my four-year-old responds to the promise of going out to play, she responds with praise. There's a very clear, active tone and sound that comes from her. And, and it's, it, we call it a high-pitched squeal, but it's very clear. It's a use of a clear sound. So here we have these positions that are taken of worship and of praise. So your position to take up is to be submitted into worship and to stand in praise. Notice that Jehoshaphat and all of all of the nation fell on their face flat in worship. Some of the men stood up in praise. What, I, what I'm presenting you today is that God has called us to take up a position as, as worshipers and praise. That as worshipers, we are, who we are is worshipers and what we do is praise. That we need to fall flat, we need to be submitted to God, and we need to stand. That your position to take up is to be submitted in worship and to stand in praise. Because praise is what worshipers do. Praise precedes the victory. What I love about this is, the statement I just made is praise precedes the victory that what was happening is that as, 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 as people fell in worship and some stood and began to praise, that loudly began to shout and release a sound. They began to praise. They hadn't yet walked into victory. That what this is telling me is that we should take up a position of praise, that we should take up that position of, 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 of being clamorously foolish, of dancing before God, of thinking we should take up this position before we walk into the victory. It, it's like before, it's, it's like, it reminds me of like a sports team when they're in the locker room. They begin to shout and dance, jump, and they're shouting loud. They're, they're, beginning, they're beginning to prime their promise by their praise that's happening in the locker room before they even go out and have seen the victory. They're already, they're, they're already utilizing praise to get, them, to get them to the place they need to be so they can go out and walk into the victory. And your response will always, in my opinion, will seem foolish to others who don't walk in faith. Your response of praise will seem foolish to others, but to you, it's called faith. Verse 20 says, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. So here they were, flat in worship. Some stand up and praise. They have instruction from God. Now they're all moving out. And as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. And after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Jehoshaphat appointed men. Can I tell you something that you've been appointed today? That God has appointed you today. Right where you're sitting, some of you are watching from your workplaces. We see the comments come through, watching from our workplace, man. I've got, got the sermon, I got worship on, watching from work right now. 
that's such a cool thing. You're watching from your workplace. Did you know that you've been appointed today in your workplace? You've been appointed today in your living room. You've been appointed today, even if you're watching this back in the middle of the week, you've been appointed from wherever you're at. The place that you sit, stand, or laying, you've been appointed. You have a voice to release praise to God in the middle of your circumstances. Slap the person next to you and say amen. And if you do that, I pray for both of you that, that the two of you can, can work out if that really hurt. Don't really slap the person next to you. You might get in trouble. You have been appointed. God has given you this. I, just, I want to finish this thought by saying this. There is something unique about your voice that only your voice can release in your circumstances. The uniqueness, literally, the uniqueness of every human being's vocal cord is like a thumbprint. It's like a fingerprint. It's it's unlike any other uh, imprint vocally. And there's something that your voice was was created to resonate and to release in the middle of circumstances that we call praise. There's something that God has given you for you to release as praise in the middle of circumstances. And it says that they were to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. What I love about this is that Jehoshaphat doesn't say to the men, I'm appointing you to, I'm appointing you to sing in praise for the victory that God has promised to give us. He actually says, I'm appointing you to sing into praise, to release the sound. I, I'm appointing you to stand on the promise of who God says he is because he's worth it. It has nothing to do with what he's purposed to do for you in this individual circumstance. So yes, God wants to be your deliverer and he, and he will give you the deliverance you needed, but he wants you to stand and praise him for who he is and his personhood, not because of the purpose that he's given to your circumstance. I mean, I, I want us to grab a hold of this because too often what happens is, is I want to praise God with a prescription of how he's going to respond to my own purpose. Well, God, I have this purpose that I've sat out on and I'm gonna praise you for how you're gonna respond. I'm telling God how he needs to respond to this thing that I'm purposed to do in my heart that I feel like I need to do to my situation. But what happens when God doesn't respond to the situation that you've prescribed that he needs to respond? Then suddenly you're like, well, God, you didn't do what I needed to say. No, you need to, you need to praise me because of who I am, because of my personhood. I will always Make all things come together and work together for my good. And my good has your good attached to it. And God says, my good has your good attached to it. So I love that Jehoshaphat doesn't tell them to go out and sing and shout and be loud and to praise with a prescription on how God is going to resolve the situation. He says, I I need you to go out and I need you to praise him for the splendor of who he is because he is 100% worthy. So they said, give thanks to the Lord for his what? Love endures forever. And Jehoshaphat knows that if the people praise, God will be there. I love this scripture. This is the New King James Version in Psalm 22.3. says, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. This passage is telling me, this scripture in Psalms is telling me that when we praise, God is enthroned in our praises. 
that God is enthroned in the praises of his people, that something happens when we begin to praise God, something happens when we begin to dance. And, and this, this word praise means to like dance and to sing and to boast about who God is. It's to be boastful. I'm boasting about who God, God, you are so, God, thank you for being my provision. When I pray with my nine-year-old at night, I always go into and we pray. And this is, the, this is the prayer. God, we thank you for who it is that you are. We thank you that your hand is, a, is holding all things together. We thank you that you're seated high and above everything that's going on. We thank you for the health. We thank you for the family that we have. We thank you for your provision. And we thank you that you will continue to be our provision. You will continue to be our health. You will continue to bring safety and protection around our home. God, help us be healthy as we sleep and rest. We're professing who God is. And it's in that moment as we praise him, as we we say these things, it's in that moment that God is sitting, he's reigning right in the middle of those things. It says he's enthroned in those praises. So whenever and wherever we praise him, this is the power of praise, that wherever and whenever we praise him, God himself, He reigns in the midst of that praise and he ends up doing miraculous things on our behalf. Whenever and wherever we praise him, he reigns in our midst and he does miraculous things on our behalf. In verse 22, this is the miracle that happens on, on, on Jehoshaphat and Judah's behalf. It says, as they began to sing and praise, as they began, as they started in the middle of everything going on, in the middle of all the circumstances, as they begin to, st- as they stood up. And can you imagine for just a second, I, I just want, I want to paint this picture a, a, a little bit more. What Jehoshaphat just told these men to do was to get up and sing and to shout and to praise God in front of the army. Jehoshaphat just sent his country into war with the musicians, it would be like me taking Danny and all the worship team and and getting them all together and saying, listen, I want you to sing and shout. I want you to praise God. and, And I want you to praise him for who he is because he's worth it. Which by the way, is the heart behind what we do when we are worshiping here at the Movement Church. We're gonna give worship to God because he's worth it. God, you are worthy of everything that we're exclaiming. You're worthy of what we're saying. You're worthy of our response. And can you imagine for a second, King Jehoshaphat takes this team and says, hey, you, you know all the guys that are trained that have the weapons? You know, the, the, like the, the tough guys. They, 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 they've, they've done all the training. They went through the boot camp. They, they know how to use each one. Like, like technically, they know how to dismantle armies with the weaponry and with tactics and strategy. Yeah, those guys, see, we're going to put them second. What we're going to do is we're going to put the praisers. We're going to keep the army back here. We're going to put the praisers out front. Can you imagine for a second the power that praise has if God's instructions to his people is I want you to put your praise in front of the strategies that you would walk into battle with because the battle's mine. So if you put your praisers out front and you begin just praising me for who I am, if the battle's mine, then you tell the battle who I am. 
If the battle is mine and not yours, then we don't need to take what's yours and your strategies and your strengths and put it out in the front. We need to put who I am out front. So what we need to do is we need to have all the people that are praising, we need to have them release who I am and start speaking to my personhood out in front of the army. So as they began to sing and as they began to praise, this is what happens. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who were invading Judah. And they were defeated. And this is how it goes on. This is going to tell us how they, how they were defeated. The Ammonites and the Moabites, they rose up against the men of Mount Seir. See, these three tribes came together as a super army and they're going to attack Judah. This is this vast army, and they're going to annihilate Judah. King Jehoshaphat knows that he's coming up against a super army. He precedes the victory with praise, and the praise delivers on the promise. Your victory is God's promise. Can I tell you something this morning? That Your victory is God's promise that he just hasn't yet performed. Your victory is God's promise that he hasn't yet performed. So for me, in my life, when I tell my kids, hey, at three o'clock, we're going to go outside and it's the promise is playtime when they do the promise dance. When they begin praising the fact that at three o'clock, what, what, what's happening? The victory for my kids is the promise that I have not yet performed that at three o'clock, we're going to go outside and we're going to see some sunlight and we're going to get some of those, these really sweet organic popsicles that we get at the Winco. And they're like different flavors and they're dipped in chocolate. The special ones, especially the special ones are dipped in chocolate. And we go through like boxes of these things, especially right now in quarantine. There's like, for sure, we're going through, I think in one day we went through like two boxes of these things. And so there's this, they're looking at this going, hey, we, we know there's this promise to see my victory, dad is that there is a promise that you have yet to perform on, but I know there's this victory that I get to go outside and ride bikes and ride scooters and I get to eat popsicles and the special ones that are dipped in chocolate. And what God is saying to us this morning is that your victory, your victory is a promise from God that he is yet to perform, but we need to, we need to praise preceding walking into that victory because as Jehoshaphat does, God's strategy, not our strategy, God's strategy begins to, to play itself out. And this super tribe begins to destroy and annihilate each other. Wouldn't it be crazy right now if I just began to pray and I said, God, I'm just going to praise you. For People would say like, man, this pastor in San Marcos is crazy. He, he just started praying. So I, I said, God, I'm just going to pray right now. I'm gonna, I am going to prescribe over the situation we're dealing with right now with this virus. I'm just going to declare who you are right where I'm at this morning. I'm going to begin to speak to who you are this morning over this virus. I'm going to begin, I'm going to, begin to speak to the victory that we have that you have yet to perform. And God, I ask that this virus turns on itself. I ask that this virus turns and begins to destroy itself. Because God, where, wherever your people praise, you inhabit those praises. You're enthroned on those praises. So if we begin to pray, can you imagine the power of us? If we begin to praise together, and God is enthroned in that, and he begins to move miraculously on our behalf. It would be a miracle if all of a sudden right now we started seeing from the CDC and we started seeing from other outlets and we started seeing from other countries. Yeah, we can't describe it, but it's like this virus just turned on itself 
and it began destroying itself and people are being healed miraculously everywhere. That is the power of praise. Today is Palm Sunday. And there was this moment that Jesus rode into town in Palm Sunday. There's this moment that he comes into Jerusalem now. His whole life he'd been performing these miracles and there had been this question. There had been confusion surrounding who Jesus really was. And here comes this moment in Matthew 21 verse 6. It says, the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt, and they placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. So Jesus is now sitting. He's on top. He's enthroned upon the top of this donkey. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. These branches were palm branches. That's where we get the name Palm Sunday. And what would happen is, is people would wave palm branches. It was a sign of praise. The crowds then went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. In that moment, in that moment on Palm Sunday, the, the day that today we celebrate, the day that today sets off Holy Week, the day that today we say is the beginning of, it's the day that Jesus rode into town. It was his last ride into town. There was a moment where there was no longer confusion, but there was clarity about who Jesus was. See, praise is very clear. Praise says, I know who Jesus is. Praise in our case is, I know, I know 100% who Jesus is in my life. And you know, in fact, I might seem foolish. And to other people, they may look at me and go, man, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I'm saying, no, that is faith. Because I know who Jesus, I know the victory that he's won for me on the cross. And I know the victory that's coming when he comes back. I know the victory that I've been given and it's on that victory that I'm going to stand. And these people began to shout and they begin to praise and they say, Hosanna to the son of David. They clearly know now who Jesus is. The confusion begins to go away. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They clearly know who Jesus is. And it says, Hosanna in the highest heaven. And they clearly know where he's come from. In verse 10, it says, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Jesus is our promise. Family, this is what I'm saying today, that Jesus is our promise that we can stand on. He is our victory that we can stand on. And there is a victory that he has yet to perform. He has overcome death for us that we're going to celebrate this week. And it's going to be an awesome week. It's going to be an amazing week as we walk through this together. And there is a victory that we're going to stand on, that he has overcome death on the cross. And there is a victory that is yet to come. And he is our promise that we praise with clarity and confidence. Here are my questions for you today, taking this home. Are you taking up your position of praise? Have you submitted your life? Have you said, God, you can have it all. Jesus, you can have it all. You can be a Jehoshaphat. But all of us can be also a Jehaziel and you can be an encourager. My second question is, like Jehaziel, are you encouraging others by reminding them the way Jehaziel did? He reminded everybody about who God was. 
He spoke life and he spoke promise and he spoke victory. That what you and I have an opportunity to do is take up our position of praise. And one of those things is, is that not all of us maybe can be a king like Jehoshaphat, but every single one of us can be like the person standing in the crowd. He was just a man. He was just like you. He was just like me. That every single one of us have a platform to stand in the crowd and to be able to draw people's attention and encourage them to look to the one who brings hope in the midst of hopelessness. So are you encouraging others by reminding them about who God is? Are we saying, don't be afraid or discouraged? Stand firm and see the deliverance that God will give you. And ultimately, family, are we picking up our position of praise? At the risk of looking foolish, are we standing, are we actually professing, are we prescribing God's worthiness and holiness above every situation right now with everything that's going on? Are we making the decision to go after clarity and the clarity of a God promise? Are we making the decision to go after confusion? Are you taking up your position of praise today? Let's take a moment as we wrap up this morning. You can grab the hand of the person next to you. You can lay a hand on the person. Maybe the person next to you needs some prayer. Maybe they need some promise. Maybe they need some victory in their life. Maybe you have loved ones. Maybe you have friends, family, coworkers that need this. You can just take a moment right now and you can turn your attention toward them. Perhaps right now, For you personally, you need to turn your attention of your personal life. You need to be encouraged this morning. And you need to turn the attention of your personal life toward the victory that Jesus has won for you in your life. And let's just close our eyes and let's just take a moment. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every single one of us, God, we would have the strength and the courage that says, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. That we would be able to take up courage and stand and take our position of praise. That we would begin to release with the uniqueness of the sound of our voice we would begin to release the sound that you have appointed us to release over the circumstances in our homes. Can I just remind you this morning that you are, you are the pastors of your homes. God has given you, he's appointed your voice to be the power in that home, in your circumstances. I'm here to just be a Jehaziel and encourage you and say, do not be afraid or discouraged, but I want you to take up your position. And so God, today we all, we say we will take up our positions. If some of you have not walked into a relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to take up a position of worship. You need to take up a position that says you can have it all right now. Right now, if that's you, I do not want to miss you. I would encourage you, uh, you can write now in the comments, wherever you're watching, you can say, I am making a decision for Jesus Christ right now. And we have ministry leaders in all of those platforms that would love to spend a few moments with you. And we simply, we simply just say this, 
If that's you, we simply say this, God, today, I am encouraged. I'm not discouraged. Then I could lay my life down as a worshiper and that I can stand simultaneously in praise. And that my praise will precede the victories that I need to see in my life. But I know that first I need to come back to you and submit and lay my life down before you. So God, I lay my life down before you this morning. For some of us, we need, to, we, we need to be Jehaziel's like I asked the question. And so I just pray right now. If that's you, you can raise your hand right now and say, that's me. And we can just say, God, I pray that those of us who have placed our faith in you would be encouragers. That as we find our strength and our courage in you, we take up our position of praise because of the victory that you have won for us. And we're going to praise before we even see it. God, that we would be encouragers to our neighbors, to the people that are around us that are dealing with stress and fear and depression and loneliness. God, that those things would be broken off by in part because we're able to stand up and become encouragers and we help people praise even before they see the victory, but they praise based on the promises that you've given us. God, we thank you for these things this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey family, it is great, great, great to have been with you. Uh, We look forward to being with you guys on Wednesday and on Friday night. We have a good Friday service at seven. We have our services for Easter on Sunday. Hey, listen, if you need anything, if there's anything going on in your personal life or maybe in loved ones' lives or people around you that you know of and they have needs, please feel free. Do not hesitate to reach out to us. We have a lot of people asking how they can serve. So we have people ready Uh, and waiting in the wings to serve as other people step in and say they need things. And we've gotten a lot of phone calls and we've been um, helping deal with a lot of different situations. And I would just ask you to continue that if you need anything to step in. Um, For the rest of this week, I pray that all of you find your praise and your victory and you stand and take up your position until we see each other again. Uh, We love you. We desperately miss you. We thank you for all the support. And we say this all in Jesus' name. Can everyone say amen and amen. We'll see you guys soon.